here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, welcome to the Kickstunner uh, podcast. The Kickstunner I'm Darcy podcast. Fontaine. And I'm Adam. And welcome. Yeah, and let's do it. All right. Uh, v, let's get started. You open your beer, bud. I know. You already opened yours, Darcy. Yes, I did. I was a premature uh, beer opener, so I'm just going to make the sound. Uh, really looking forward to that hops. <sighs> yeah, I've heard they've added more hops to it, so. Yeah. <laughs> I like the ops. All right. So what's going on, man? Oh, nothing much, man. Just, uh, you know, spent the day uh, going over Raw and SmackDown, getting myself ready. Yeah. Uh, Were you able to watch either? Um, That was the tough part, man. Uh, I just kind of had to go search for video clips for each segment kind of thing. Yeah, I got, to, I got to watch SmackDown. I missed most of Raw, fortunately. So I got to see bits and pieces of the matches. So uh, we, got, we got everything I think we need, though. For a, a recap, though. Yeah, I mean, we're gonna do both of those today. And did you want to do the 205? 205 was only two matches. So. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll be let you take the lead on that one, though, because uh, yeah. I, I, was, I was preoccupied. Yeah. <laughs> Dar- Darcy was texting as you as you might have as you might have heard. <laughs> real, real professional. Oh, fucking yeah, dick. I know. Oh god. <laughs> I mean, I'm mature, my friend. Mature. <laughs> All right. So Monday Night Raw. Um. Let's dive into the the first segment there. Why do I turn this you off? <laughs> Son of a bitch. Fucking Hollywood. Fucking Hollywood. Okay, everything's on, like, media is on mute. Okay. We, we, we're changing the podcast yeah, up now. We're, we're going to teach Darcy to pout uh, technology. Now I'm now, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, Monday Night Raw. What a way to start off the show, man. So, it was uh, Steph calling the man out. Yes. Well, inv- sorry, she was inviting the man to her show. Right. It seemed like very, you know, peaceful, and that ca- that kind of makes sense because uh, last year Stephanie got her arm broken by uh, Ronda Rousey, so probably not her biggest fan. Yeah, probably you know rooting for Becky in a way. Um, so yeah, they have their interview segment, and uh, you know Stephanie even says no one wants to see you win more than me, but you feel like there's a butt coming, right? Like, and she's she brings up the knee injury that she had received last week. Yeah, and they were accusing her of not going to the hospital. Yes, not get se- seeking medical treatment. And Becky's adamant. She's like, nope, I'm, I'm not going. And showing a lot of paranoia because she's assuming that there were, everyone's out to get her and take away her title shot, right? Yeah, it, it seems like, well, it's like a lot of people suspect that um, the company pushes Charlotte, even though she doesn't really mention it. You know, the company is behind Charlotte, oh and yeah. then it's kind of like... She just doesn't trust them, so she doesn't want to give them an excuse to pull her out. Right, and I'm not even sure if it was the Raw or the SmackDown where she mentioned – I think it might have been the Raw where she says, I'm the wrench in the plan, the thing you didn't expect. And it's true. I mean, I, they, I don't think they, <laughs> they had planned for her to become this popular superstar as she did. No, and at that point, you can't, you can't deny it. You can't yeah. – you, you, the company would be stupid to try and push her back down. Yeah. Well, whether – they're against her or not, Steph's adamant that she needs to see a, a doctor. And Becky's just like saying, no, I'm not going to do it. And, it, it, you know, it becomes a, almost an ultimatum where she's like, okay, if you're not going to go get, if you're not going to get medically cleared, I can't let you wrestle. Yeah. And this is what I like. Beck's like, say it again. Say it one more time and see what happens. And I'm like, ooh, shit. <laughs> so sh- sure enough, she goes, all right, fine. Sorry, you're suspended. And Becky just wallops her with a punch. Drops her. Yeah, j- it was a full-on attack. Yeah, and then so he jumps on top of her, just starts pounding yeah. on her repeatedly. And uh, you could, you know, why it was so great is because over the years you've seen Stephanie as the authority figure, 
you know, slapping all these guys in the face and no one can do anything about it because she's a woman. You know, no one wants to hit a woman. So here's Becky, you know, just beating the crap out of Stephanie after years of, of wanting to see her get her come up and, oh, just, just awesome. I, th- I thought it was great too because um, they really sell the knee injury because when um, Becky had Steph in the corner, Steph kind of did like a kick Yeah, she gave her a little and, shot. And, and, and she got that knee. And they, 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 sh- they showed a recap. I watched SmackDown. They showed a recap in SmackDown. Right. Got that knee again, right? Yeah, and then she scurries out of there, and then Becky gets escorted out of the building. All right. And yeah, and that was the first part. Everybody loved it. Everybody thought it was a great setup. Oh, yeah. It's great. Uh, I think anytime you put her up against the uh, authority, you're going to get over. Yeah. Um, <coughs> so, yeah, and then it led up to the first match. It was – Well, actually uh, – Oh? There was a backstage segment because as she's on her way to the back, she comes across Ronda Rousey, and um, yeah, so Ronda immediately starts accusing her of Becky of being um, unprofessional and being like, "What did this accomplish? Attacking Stephanie? Did it promote our match? No, it put it in jeopardy because you're suspended now." And and she and she's just like, "I want to punch you so hard in the <laughs> face because you're so unprofessional." And the whole time, Becky's not saying anything. She she's uh well Rhonda's always trying to I don't know it's like she's trying trying to be a face, right. but she's never coming across as well, a face. Well, that would that would change as the show would go on. But what I liked was uh, <laughs> she's about to walk away. She comes back, looks at her knee, and goes, "Put some Advil on that bitch," and then goes. <laughs> That's it. That was the end of the segment. I just thought that was kind of funny. That was a good one. Oh man. So and then it leads into the next match. Uh, Ronda Rousey versus Liv Morgan. Yeah. Poor Liv. Poor Liv. <laughs> yeah. Before the match even started, I was like, oh, this is, this is not going to well, go well. Again, going back, because I missed it, going back, and I just see the recap, and then it's like Ronda versus Liv Morgan. I'm like, what? No. 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 Not, Liv. Not cute little Liv. But she got in there with confidence. I mean, Ronda went at her, and she rolled and did her little pose. Yeah. And I'm thinking, oh, she's too crazy to know she's in trouble. <laughs> like, oh, man. And, and it wouldn't take long after that. But see, like, Liv got the pinfall the week before, which carried her tag match for the belts. So, I mean, she's probably riding on a high. Oh, okay. For the, uh, you, the could as, you could assume, right? Yeah. Well, that high would be gone pretty quick. It's Ronda made short work of Liv. And, you know, that that's fine. I mean, but then she gets on the mic and starts, you know, pointing out, you know, oh, you people are all booing me. It's You want some of this, Sarah? You want some of this? And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, so she's going full heel now. Yeah. And uh, I think that's probably the best choice. I mean, you know, the face run kind of seemed kind of forced. Yeah, so did, did Sarah get in the ring with her? Yes, she yeah. accepted a match. And so it was literally so back to back. Double okay. duty here, yeah. And uh, I, I believe Sarah did a little bit better than uh, Liv did. <laughs> but uh, near the end of the match, uh, oh, man, Ronda just hits her with these punches. And I thought Sarah was going to go completely limp. Oh, really? Yeah. Just ragdolled her. I, I think she did. And then he just puts her in the arm bar just for good measure. Yeah. <laughs> and taps her out. So it beats two members of the Riot Squad. And as they're helping, uh, as Ruby's helping her partners out of the ring, she thinks about getting into the ring and kind of has second thoughts when she sees Rhonda's like in no mood to be yeah. messed with. Um, drops down from the apron. And uh, I wonder if they're setting up for a match for uh, Elimination Chamber or maybe net Raw next week. Uh, it could be. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Ronda's good. She's just smashing through the roster, right? So, um, there's not many people left, I think, that she hasn't fought yet. Yeah. So probably at some point she'll be fighting Ruby really soon. Yeah. And uh, 
What do you have on next on the dock? I got the Revival versus the Lucha House Party versus the B-Team versus Heavy Machinery for the number one contender. Right, and uh, this is the first uh, I've ever seen of Heavy Machinery. They're just fresh up uh, from NXT from the cu- past couple weeks. Um, what, what were your thoughts, V? Um, I actually did not really check out any of this match at all. Um, oh, you did, nothing? Nothing. Oh, okay, well, then... Uh, so so let's go with this. So explain the teams to me, because who's Revival? Okay, all right, all right. So the Revival, well, that, that's, that's uh, Scott, Scott right? Dawson and all Dash right. Wilder, the, uh, the throwback team, uh, kind of like the Andersons, right? So yeah. who I think should be the tag champions and should get a decent run with them. I think that's the yes. direction I would like to see. Uh, the B team is Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. Bo Dallas is that's all news to me. Uh, the son of uh, IRS. And really, is he a big guy too? Like him? Oh yeah, I'll have to go back oh, and uh, check out the highlight. Oh uh, no, that's Bray Wyatt. Sorry, he's not a big guy. She's really thin, actually. Oh really? So, uh, and they formed a team last year, him and Axel, and they got over because <laughs> they were going. They called themselves the B team, stood for the best team, but because they're like, you know kind of jobber kind of guys. Yeah. And they were so funny that they gave him a tag title run out of it. And, it, they, of course, it fizzled out pretty quick after that, and they're back to being where they started. Yeah. Uh, the Lucha House Party, I think you may have seen on 205 Live, maybe. Um, uh, yeah, I've seen some of the guys. There's it's Lindsay Dorado and Gren Metalik. Kalisto's the third one. Kalisto's the third one, yeah. He was just out there managing. Okay. And Heavy Machinery, these two big dudes – and man, it was funniest thing. Like the they were the the stars of this match, though they got a lot of offense in. And I think the thing that made me laugh the most is, so Otis from Heavy Machinery slams um, I can't remember who he slammed down, and he gets in the corner, and the crowd's already, you know, popping, and I'm kind of like, what's gonna happen here? And it's this big guy doing a worm. <laughs> but he, apparently, he calls it the caterpillar. Oh. <laughs> So I, I the very hungry like, caterpillar. Oh, man, and I wish you saw this match, V, because you haven't seen the Revival's finishing move, because they were the ones that won the match. They they snuck a tag in and took out Otis, and then they, they picked up Bo Dallas and put him in what's known as the Shatter Machine, and it's almost like the setup for a 3D, but instead they uh, of a Diamond Cutter or RKO, it's a Code Breaker. Nice. It looks devastating, and it's such a good move. One of my such an awesome double team move. Yeah, the, the the tag double team moves, it's always a thing of beauty, especially like 3D was it, always one of my favorites. One, right? Yeah. And and that's 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 one thing you unfortunately you don't see a lot with the tag teams. I mean, they'll throw the moves out there like a double suplex or a throw. Yeah, but like a cool finisher. But uh, yeah, but a finisher together. And so the ri- the ri- oh, wow, the revival wins and get a number 1 contender match. And, and so they're back against, um, what is it, Bobby, Bobby Roode and, and Chad, Chad Gable? Gable? Yeah. yeah, those guys, yeah. Okay. And I, I hope they win this time. I really do because I think another loss would just kill kill their momentum. Forever, like, because they've, lo- they've already lost a couple times. So it would be nice to see them finally get over that hump. And I want to see them get, like, I want to see them get a long reign as champs, like like one of those, like, crazy – record-breaking kind of reigns or something. Yeah, and, and it's been, well, again, I'm not, I haven't been there in a while, but it seems like it's been a long time since you've had a tag team that has had one of those epic runs. Right. And that's like when you think of tag team, you then think of them, right? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, bang, as a kid, Rockers. Oh, man, dude, we grew up in the golden age of tag teams, man. Yeah. Like, oh, there's more than you could. Then these were guys that lo- that came up together as tag teams, and no one – wants to do that anymore yeah and, and like blame them i mean well <laughs> everybody wants that singles belt right yeah uh so 
after that, there's this, uh, speaking of tag teams, there's a segment between Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins. And I don't know if you remember uh, back when we were watching, those guys were Edge's lackeys. I, n- I remember Zack Ryder. Well, because he had a little bit of a, a solo run for a while. Yes, he did. And then Kurt Hawkins. He's I, the other guy. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't picture him, though. So, they have this segment, and I guess the story is, like, Kurt is saying to Ryder, you know, why would you want to team with me? I have, like, 250-something losses. Like, I'm, I'm bad. Bad luck, man. Why would you want any part of this? And then Zach just goes, they spelled my name wrong. What do you mean? When we came out last week, they spelled my name wrong. <laughs> he's like, I've been here, like, 13 years, and they're spelling my name wrong. He's like, I'm a nobody. I'm a loser. I can't get any worse. But together, we can come back, and we can get that win. And I, I, you know, so it's another formation of a tag team. Yeah, it's them reforming their old team. Um, and who knows what happens out of this? Maybe they actually get that win. That's awesome. But so, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. Each division has its own tag. Yes, Raw and SmackDown have their own. Okay, because that, that'd be excellent to see. Like you get two full, you know, setups of tag teams on each, on each show. You know, everybody can have a run at it. I hear you, uh, but. Part of me feels like the Raw division is so weak that they should just combine them, have like champions go from brand to brand. Uh, like call one of the trades. They do that once in a while, don't they? Well, they always shake it up, but it just seems like Raw's tag team division's not bi- built as much as SmackDown's is. But uh, hopefully that'll change. Uh, maybe with the revival winning, this could be leading to uh, better days. Yeah, we need to see more good tag matches. Oh, for sure. Maybe they can bring over some tag teams from SmackDown too that aren't kind of spinning their wheels yeah or bring up some guys and Ani- tons of guys in nxt no, still that's true there's still there right. probably will be so all right so what do we have going next uh i have the uh the kurt angle interview next already is that, is that what you had yep yeah so kurt angle uh comes out and he starts talking about um uh you know that he's uh he's kind of going through a bit of a depression uh not doing so well a little slump well it's kind of weird that he showed up he came back in the first place oh really Oh, he, he was general manager last year. Yeah, I, I mean, that's fine, general manager, but I mean, he, he's kind of up there in years, so. Oh, I hear you. And um, you know what? Yeah, he does look like he's lost a step, doesn't he? But, you know, I'm just happy he's back, to be honest. I, 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 he can't do no wrong in my eyes. He's a great character. He's, he's there for, like, a great era for me in wrestling. Yeah. So. And it's so funny um, growing up when he came through as, you know, that, the medal winner. Oh yeah, the, the the wrestling guy, um, he he was supposed to be I don't know like an American hero, right? Yeah. But being a Canadian, I was like, get this guy out of the ring. I don't care. Well, even though yeah, American hero thing, but the whole shtick was meant to annoy you, like right off the bat, because in the air, and Vince knew that, and, and, and it really did. And it's funny if you talk to listen to Kurt Angle's interviews, he talks about it when he first came in. He's like, Vince is like, yeah, you're gonna be a heel. He's like, no one's gonna boo me. No one's going to boo. What are you talking about? And he, like, he's going to his hometown of Pittsburgh, and he goes, no one's going to boo. Trust me, just say this. And Kurt would be like, well, Kurt, how did you naturally come up with this stuff? He goes, no, Vince literally told me word for word what to say, <laughs> and I said it. And so he'd go out in Pittsburgh and be like, man, you know, Mario Lemieux, he sucks. Like, he's just terrible. Yeah, uh, but now you can have a hero you can be proud of in Pittsburgh, and it's like, oh, and you would, oh, my yeah, God. And that's something you and don't think, say think, to a I Pittsburgh crowd. just had – this is when Lemieux just got cancer. Oh, and no. he said something too, and he's we like, I had to call Mario. He's like, I know Mario. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, just, and he, he he was cool with it, and I'm like, oh, that, that's that's awesome. Which <laughs> Mario's rolling with the, yeah, you know what? I get it. It'll get you over. Go go nuts. Yeah, well, I mean, I've, that's the thing they do. They always play the uh, the hometown crowds. Yeah. And oh, jeez. 
So, yeah, so Angle's in there, and he's talking about how he's in the slump, and he's just about ready to announce he's going to retire, at least it seems like. And then Baron Corbin comes out, and Corbin says, you know, he's a broken-down man, a shadow of his former self. And then Angle says, well, the shadow can still break your ankle in two. Challenges him to come in the ring. And then Drew McIntyre comes out. Oh, sorry. Drew McIntyre. He comes out. And, uh, you know, also starts bashing Kurt. And then the two of them go to the ring to attack him. And then Strowman comes out. And then Braun Strowman shows up. Yep, got unfinished business with both. And they just scatter. (laughs) I think Corbin almost actually tackles McIntyre while he's trying to run out through the crowd. So what do you think? Do you think that's going to be another start of uh, a tag team? Uh, I think it's going to lead to a match maybe at Elimination Chamber. True, true. We were talking earlier. They need to fill out that card. Yeah, so and definitely on the Raw side. There's no, besides, like, the women in the uh, Elimination Chamber, there's no Raw announcement for a match. So I imagine that that'll, they'll be filling out the sides in the coming yeah. weeks. That, that would be good to see. I'd, well, I'd like to see all those guys in a match together. And that's going to be announced as the uh, main event for Raw later that night, the tag match, which surprised me. Okay. But um, th- we'll get to that later, but the finish makes me think that they're going to save it for a pay-per-view. Okay. Because it's unfinished business, right? Yeah. Now, <laughs> And this time it's personal. <laughs> and this time it's personal. Uh, after that, we have uh, Bailey and Sasha versus Alicia Fox and Nikki Cross. Nikki Cro- Alicia Fox and Nikki Cross. That's kind of an odd th- pairing, eh? You know what? I think it's it makes sense. They're both crazy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's like crazy. Put the loons together. Crazy, crazy on different scales, eh? Yeah. Yes. It's like Alicia Fox is like that crazy hot scale. You know, like, <laughs> uh, what, what's the old Barney saying? You know, yeah, stabs yeah, me yeah, with a fork, cra- but she gets a boob job. job. Yeah, totally. Right? right? <laughs> and, and Nikki Cross just has that, like, that frothing at the mouth rabies thing going on. Right? Total goth chick you see at a concert. You're like, um... Do I want to talk to her? I don't yeah. know. I don't hey, hey, you ever oh, listen to the Black could Parade? I, I don't know. You my Shit. chemical romance fan? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, that craziness uh, comes out early as they, they attack <laughs> Bailey and Sasha on the entranceway. Ooh. And uh, take Sasha out. And I just found out just before we started the podcast that Sasha is actually legitimately injured. Oh, really? This is way to kind of put her out and keep her kind of – she doesn't take too much damage. Okay. Um, what kind of injuries does she have? Uh, you know what? I didn't get a specific on the injury, but uh, I, I originally thought this was just part of an angle, which I'll get to at the end of the match, what I was originally thinking. So, okay. so Bailey fight, pretty much has to fight the whole match by herself. <sighs> the huggable right? one. Right? The huggable one, but she comes out strong and gutsy, and that's the Bailey everyone knows and loves, right? So she's, she's fighting them on, and then Sasha pulls Bailey out of the way while Nikki smokes the post. She hit it hard, too. Oh, really? Yeah, and then um, Bailey ends up beating Alicia Fox the roll up, and Sasha gets in the ring and she's all emotional, hugs her because, you know, they've wanted they've been a team for over a year now. Yeah, they're finally getting their chance in the elimination chamber, and they're my odds-on favorite to win it, uh, depending how this injury goes. But yeah, so I, I guess maybe she's just got to take it easy before the chamber then. Uh, yeah, because that's about two weeks ago, two weeks away, right? Yeah, so they're probably just trying to keep her out of it, and who knows if she'll be ready. Uh, I'm not sure the severity, but. The thing I was thinking was I've seen stuff like this before where, like, one person is injured while the other person fights two against one. Oh, yeah. Usually the person that's injured is, like, faking an injury, and then they're going to turn heel later. Yeah. So uh, that's how I was kind of thinking was going to happen. Or it could be, uh, I mean, you know, Bailey's a great contender. She probably deserves the spot anyways. Maybe something will happen that does put Sash out, and then she has to get a substitute. Or maybe um, they attack her before the ma- – you know, they show her, like, on the ground attack before the match – 
Yeah. Like, like he just assumed she was attacked, and then Bailey just got, does it alone, but doesn't win. Yeah, that's true. So. Yeah, you've seen that before. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a common, uh, it's a common thing, right? All Wrestling right. 101. Yeah. So then we're, uh, next up is um, Darcy's match of the night. Oh. <laughs> is that uh, is that uh, well, first is it Road Dog coming out? Yeah. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say that. Oh god. So Road Dog comes out and uh, does his spiel, you know. Um, you know, welcome to the dog pound. Oh, I think I screwed it up. Is it the doghouse? Oh my god. See how rusty I am when yeah, dog sings? I used to know these like reciting them off my heart, but you know, always good to pop the crowd, the uh, nostalgia chance, right? Yeah. How long was Road Dog with Double J? Um, ooh, they they did a few years. Not, not, not even one year. One year, really, eh? Uh, half a year. Yeah, like he started with them in '95. And uh, they both left in '95, and then Jarrett came back for a brief bit, and then he was gone. Jeez. So. And then that's thing. Well, Road Dog came back, tried singles, didn't work, and then. The I act- don't know. He had a pretty good run in '99. It, it wasn't bad, but it was it was like one of those things. Like I don't know. It's like he was being pushed, but he wasn't finding the momentum. It didn't seem like the crowd was really behind it. Really? I don't know. I, it was. Maybe. It wasn't until DX. I just think. Well, I, oh, that's what I'm talking about when he was in DX. Oh, okay. Before that, they were trying to do the country music singer in a time when that was not going to work no. <laughs> at all. It was so lame. Uh, and I think by the time he finished that, I was like, I don't ever want to hear With My Baby Tonight again. And now I'm like, oh, nostalgia. <laughs> I spend my days working hard on the go. Uh, yep. I, I know the words, V. I, I, I have no doubt. I have no <laughs> doubt. Which is funny because when they started singing it, which we'll get to later, uh, <laughs> Corey even says, come on, Renee, because she never knows the lyrics. Oh. So Corey's calling her out on it. Well, so, she is Canadian, and we kind of have... Yeah, we, you know, we're not, we're not down with the southern country, right? <laughs> it, d- it depends on where you are, but I think she's a city girl, so you, d- you don't see a lot of country in the city. Yeah, true. So Road Dog introduces Jeff Jarrett, and he does his, oh, that spiel I love so much. <laughs> Ain't he great? And I say, no, no. <laughs> God, no. And then um, Elias interrupts them while they're singing with my baby tonight. And I love this. He, he goes, Jeff, do you even play guitar? And then, then with a great shot, because Road Dog being a writer, he goes, and Road Dog, shouldn't you be on SmackDown bringing down the ratings? You have to ruin Raw, too. Oh, no. Like, oh, 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 man. That's... See, this Elias is so much better as a heel. Oh, man. I got to say. Yeah, he I'm, seems I'm free. I'm going to have to go back and watch that, I think. That, oh, that seems good. great. And um, so during the match, um, Elias, while he's got Jarrett down, does the Jarrett strut and then turns to Road Dog on the outside and gives him the crotch chop. Oh, and the no. crowd popped for this. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Using it against him. Right? But, it, you know, it wouldn't work out in the end because uh, Elias did win the match. He hits the drift away, gets the win. But then after Road Dog attacks Elias, hits him with his, uh, his punches that uh, shake, rattle, and roll. Yeah. And then Elias starts to get up, and Road Dog backs in the corner, and goes, "Wait, wait," and then gives him the crotch, you know, tells him to suck it, and then Jarrett hits him in the back with the guitar, and it doesn't even explode. Oh no way! <laughs> so it's just a, it's a dunk. Maybe it wasn't a prop guitar. Yeah. Oh well, <laughs> not that would suck. Oh. You hit me with my actual guitar, man. <laughs> oh, and so a lot. Yeah. So Elias gets the win, but uh, Jarrett and Road Dog get the last laugh, at least for now. I really don't know if this continues. <laughs> it's, it's, do you think this can continue? I, I, I don't know. I mean, I mean, it was entertaining at the Rumble, 
Yes. And then, like, last week, they, they did it again, and you're kind of like, yeah, there it is again. Well, like, the thing is, I'm, like, thinking the whole goal should be to get Elias over, right? Because he's the young talent. Yeah. But, yeah, he won the match, but he got – looks like an idiot now because he got beat up by somebody. I don't know. Give him one more? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe Yeah, I guess maybe uh, one more. We, we, yeah. <laughs> I don't – I really don't know what the um, throw, throw the, a double J and Elias on the bill for the I want, for the so chamber. I want to sit in these writer rooms and be like, be like, so what is your goal with this? Like, what are we, what are we, what's the end product for this story? And they're probably gonna be like, end product. We just thought it was gonna be funny this week. Yeah. <laughs> are you kidding? Double J, he's hilarious. Like, Come on, pal. It'll be hilarious. Ha ha ha! God damn it! God damn it! <laughs> oh. So uh, there's a segment between this match. Uh, after that match ends, uh, Dana Brooke comes into Natalia's uh, dressing room, and Natalia's just pulling her. Uh, Two of your favorite ladies. Yes, yes, and Natalia both looking great. Mm-hmm. She's pulling out, uh, you know, her trunks and stuff, and kind of just ignoring Dana. And Dana's going, "Listen, I just want to apologize for our tag team match last week." She's being all apologizing, and and Natalia again just not acknowledging that she's there. Right? She goes, "Dana's like, I'm a person." I'm here, all right? Just, you know what? I'm, to prove to you that I am a good superstar, I'm going to go to Vince McMahon's office, and I'm going to make a match with you and me next week. And then she walks out of the locker room, and then Natty pulls out her headphones and goes, Huh? Uh-oh. <laughs> I, I don't know what the point was. Is Dana turning heel? I, I thought it was going to be Natty from last week. I don't know. Hard to say. But it's a random kind of segment there. And then uh, next up, uh, Balor is being interviewed before his match about his injuries. He's got his uh, apparently his elbow injured uh, from the Lesnar fight, ribs injured from yeah. He had some of that Lashley, tape stuff on there, right? And then he goes out to the ring, uh, waiting for his title match with Lashley, and him and Leo come out, and you know Leo Rush is saying that you know you can't beat him, you, 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 you know you couldn't beat Brock Lesnar. Why would you be able to beat Bobby Lashley? And then Lashley gets on the mic, and I thought, big mistake. As soon as he picked up the mic, he was he was just like almost flubbed his line, and it's like he's like, if maybe if you impress me, I will entertain me. I will give you an Intercontinental Title match. So they get in the ring, and he tells him that Leo's gonna fight him instead. And just before the bell rings, Lashley, you know, suckers Finn with an attack, and. So Leo Rush is in control because Bowers been beaten down by Lashley. Yep. You know he's doing his thing, and uh, eventually Bowers gets control again, uh, taking him down. And when he goes to the apron to jump on uh, Rush, Lashley trips him, and then the ref throws Lashley out. But uh, Rush still has control for a bit. But unfortunately, eventually Bowers gets his comeback and hits the coup de gras and gets the win. Nice. Which I thought was you know uh, a good way to kind of probably save the title match for later. Probably for the pay-per-view. Yeah, they probably yeah they probably need that filler. It's gonna come on the pay-per-view. Yeah. You know. Um, do you think he wins it if he gets the title match? It's hard to say. Again, I don't know how long Balor's been there. Um, Lashley's not great though, but I think give the kid a belt. I, I mean, he he showed so well. He showed so much. Like Finn Balor showed so much promise against the Brock Lesnar match. Right. It was so entertaining to watch. I'm like, this kid's got talent. Um, give him a belt, even if it is the uh, Intercontinental. I have no doubt that he should be the Intercontinental Champion. He could carry it. I just don't know if it's. I think it's too early in Lashley's run to cut undercut his. How legs. long has he had it? He's only had it since um, just before the Rumble, I think. Mm, so, uh, whatever, give it to Finn. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not saying Lashley's lighting the world on fire because he's not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, he 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 fills those seats. He sells those tickets. He does. 
<laughs> he he buys those tickets. I don't know. I can't. He hands see them, them out. You know, Bobby Lashley, that guy. Yeah. Something about that guy. I don't see it. Uh, and then uh, the next uh, the talk show segment, a moment of bliss. A moment of bliss with uh, Alexa Bliss's guest EC3, another uh, NXT uh, recent guy who's called up. Uh, a lot of people seem to be excited for this guy. Oh, I know, I know nothing about Impact him. Wrestling. Uh, I never, but I wasn't watching Impact at the time, so I know nothing really about this guy. Uh, and apparently, I wasn't gonna learn much from this segment because. Uh, well, first off the bat, uh, what jumped out to me was Alexis smitten with him, and you never see Alexa like swoon yeah. over a guy. Like she's always kind of like the, the powerful, you know, whatever, you know, always worried about her championship or her legacy. But she was just like, you know, I hear you know you could look in this, and you got a big bank account. Oh no! And I went, oh snap! <laughs> well, shit! And just before he goes to speak, he's interrupted by Nia Jax of all people. Yeah, Naya comes out with, with Tam- uh, Tamina. Yeah, and she's going on, you know, putting herself over about how she's done all these amazing things lately, like being in the men's rumble and being annoying. Yeah, <laughs> and she, she she loves to toot her own horn, it sounds like. And, and even more, well, I guess not random considering what happened last week, but Dean Ambrose comes out next. And he says, you know what, Naya, I understand you have a crush on me. <laughs> it's understandable. And then my favorite part is he goes, you know, don't feel bad for not being able to resist my raw sexual magnetism. <laughs> and I, I remember watching thinking, yeah, I, you know, I have the same problem, Dean. It's, it's tough yeah. for guys like you and me out there. Well, well, mean, meanwhile, Renee's right there, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, Renee's broadcasting. <laughs> His girlfriend probably thinking, eh, it's probably tough, yeah. Yeah. She didn't say it. <laughs> She's like, I know I couldn't give a shrug. Yeah, but <laughs> – then uh, Dean says he, he ta- immediately takes over the uh, the interview and says, I got it from here. He turns yeah. to EC3 and starts asking this rapid-firing question. Like, what, is E3 uh, what does EC3 stand for? What happened to EC1 and EC2? Why does he walk around like a mute Chippendale dancer? <laughs> <laughs> I was dying. But that was good. That's I was good. so entertained by that. And then, um, I think we're going to have to refer to EC3 as the mute Chippendale dancer. Mute Chippendale dancer? Oh, it's a perfect – I'm like, did he just come up with that? That's brilliant. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I noticed that um, Nia Jax's nickname is the Facebreaker. <laughs> that's not that's not great. Well, that's yeah, not great, man. Probably just they're just owning it, right? I mean, yeah, through heel persona. Yeah, and that's the thing I know after the, um, the alleged inju- alleged injuries to our truth. After she kind of bought, <laughs> she's got a reputation. She's now. got she got a reputation. Oh and no, it's hard to get rid of. When and she's unfortunately been getting um, attacked on Twitter. There's been a lot of Twitter trolls, and mm-hmm. she, you know what? But she's been owning it, and she's just been firing right back at them. And Why I, not? If you're a heel, if if you're a heel, you got the fuel for the fire, baby. Yeah, and and you're on Twitter. You know what? You have the the voice, the or the characters to fill that out to say what you want to say, which is good because I see a lot of, especially the um, the women wrestlers, they really play their personas out on the Twitter, and it works. You'll you'll see like yeah, they're they're all over that. They're thing. all over it. I mean, obviously they're all kind-hearted people. We're gonna believe deep down, and so many of them they'll they'll they'll, they'll post the regular stuff. You know, like. The make a wishes and this and that, which is fantastic to see. And then, but then, yeah, you know, when they get into character, it's it's there, and you're like, okay, it's venomous. Oh, yes. the mean girls. Yeah, some of them are really mean. <laughs> so, uh, after asking him all these questions, he puts the mic up to EC3's mouth, and he's like, he's gonna say something, and he just wallops uh, Ambrose. And what I like about this is he's as Ambrose is rolling down the ramp, Renee goes. I'm gonna have to talk. I'm gonna have to talk to him about doing those interview questions. Uh, I'll teach him. I thought it was freaking hilarious. His girlfriend. <laughs> I'll work with him. As, as her boyfriend's getting punched. Yeah. Oh man. 
<laughs> and it leads to a match between the two. And uh, EC3 wins it with a roll-up. Uh, really? Uh, very surprising. Uh, I guess this might give us an idea where uh, poor Dino, uh, mm. what the rest of his run's going to go. Is he going to be just putting over uh, random people? Yeah, geez, eh? Well, yeah, it could be. It's, it's sad. It's really sad. Yeah, all right, I want that all elite. I want to see it. I want to <laughs> see that announcement. Uh, J uh, John Moxley. Yeah. <laughs> go back to his old name. And then, um, so after that match, um, I don't know if you've seen any of these promos with uh, Mojo Rawley. No, I've been uh, I've been seeing some posts and reading some stuff that you know it's like apparently he, Mojo is getting another push, and yep. then the other posts are why is Mojo getting another push? <laughs> I, I have no idea who I, this guy know, is. I can I can agree. So Mojo Raleigh, uh came in from NXT, and he uh, teamed with Zack Ryder for a while. They're called the Hype Bros because he was just hyped. He's hyped. Yeah, he's a lot and of energy, eh? Yeah, and he uh, ended up getting a uh, winning the Monday uh, the Monday. Wow. The Andre the Giant uh, Battle Royal won WrestleMania simply nice. because Rob Gronkowski was in the stands, <laughs> and he used to play football, so there was that connection. Yeah, and he got the win. And ever since then, he's been nothing, like not pushed at all. No, just doing camera so, work, I guess. And the problem is, even though he's getting this new push, which I'll explain in a second, okay. I still he has the stink of a jobber on him in my eyes. Like I still, uh. I can't take him seriously. So, th so this what these promos he's been doing, it's him staring into a mirror, and talking to himself. He's psyching himself up. <laughs> Not exactly. And so this one, it was like he's sitting there going, he's like, you know, all through your life, college, uh, the football field, uh, the stock market, now WWE. They always wanted you to be part of a team. But how'd that work out for you as an individual? Anyway, and then all of a sudden, this is where I laughed. He, he went. You make me laugh. You make me laugh. I'm like, oh, man, he's freaking lost his marbles. And he goes, N forget about the team. Now it's all about you. So, <laughs> and I'm like, Whew. So he's going like Michael Keaton crazy in Batman 1. <laughs> you Don't fuck with another man's rhubarb, son. Yeah. <laughs> you you want to get a little crazy? We're going to get a little crazy? In the pale moonlight. <laughs> you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? <laughs> yes. Oh. Now – the way I see that, this is going to be like a thing where he's going to beat a couple guys for a couple months, and then he's going to go back to being a nobody. Really, he's eh? got a short shelf life. I could be wrong, but it, history has shown me that it's not likely. No, okay. But so I, I really shouldn't pay attention to him. Well, if he does turn it around, you can throw this in my face. No, well, like, yeah. <laughs> Tars, remember when you said that guy was going to be no one? Now he's the Intercontinental Champion. Uh, and that's thing. Now we're talking about on our podcast, so it's like a record. This exactly. Is a, this it is, is out there. I can make sound clips and play this back to you, unlike how Bill Goldberg is your favorite wrestler. But he's not my favorite wrestler. <laughs> God. But you know what? Eventually, if we do some older stuff, I'm probably going to be like, I'm going to give him his due. I'm going to be like, I knew it. I, I <laughs> knew it. Oh. <laughs> Just trashy equipment because I end up table flipping. Yeah. Look, people, my name is Darcy Fontaine, and sometimes, yeah, I can be wrong. I can be <laughs> wrong a lot. A hell of a lot. Oh. I, hell, I tell the story with my sister all the time when I was like nine years old. And, and, and sorry, Hunter Hearst Helmsley made his debut. And I went, this guy isn't going to last a week. The blue blood. Yes. I said a week. Think about how long. Yeah. <laughs> how long have I been wrong he here? He practically owns the company now. <laughs> right? I was like, wow. He's banging Did the I boss's fuck daughter. Off? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Do, do, do you tell him that story when you met him? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to be a nobody. Yeah. <laughs> Smile. Oh. No, man, that's my hero now. What are you yeah. talking about? 
Time to play the game. All right, so what's up next? Uh, now it's time for the main event. Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle and Braun Strowman. Uh, and the match, uh, Angle starts off firing with those German suplexes. Always, you know, always a good time for me. Yeah, you can't go wrong with the suplex. Yeah. Uh, after the break, uh, Corbin and McIntyre have control over Angle. Uh, eventually, Angle rolls out of an ankle lock for the hot tag. And Strowman goes for a power slam on Drew, but Drew escapes. Angle tags back in, and uh, he starts getting double teamed by um, Corbin and uh, McIntyre. Yeah, and then who, Strowman who, comes in, who's also known as the Scottish psychopath. Psychopath, yes. That's a stupid name. You know, I think why I literally think why they gave him that nickname was to make was him seem tougher. So back at SummerSlam, right, they had Dolph Ziggler versus uh, Seth Rollins, and Drew was like with Dolph at the time, right? So they're calling him the Scottish psychopath, and it was I think it was all leading to Dean Ambrose returning. He's like, you can bring your psychopath. I'm going to bring my lunatic. And then Dean's music hits, and I literally think that's how he got the nickname. Oh, really? Just to get just, – Just to put him just up. Just to kind of link it, yeah. All right. I could be wrong. So, but, so anyways, they're on the attack. Yeah, and then Strowman comes in to break it up, and he's not supposed to be attacking the legal man apparently, and he gets disqualified for this. The sh- how many times has an illegal man – in the tag match, hit the legal man, B. Like, once a day? Yeah, like, <laughs> why is this getting called? I was like, that's the be- like, even the crowd, man. They like, just, every single match. The booze that I've, came. I've never even heard of somebody getting ejected for that. Oh, I know. Like I, was, I, was, I was like, wow, okay, you're going to disqualify him for this? Well, that's pretty uncreative. Yeah, who, who's the ref? <laughs> I don't know. Is he, is he wrestling next week? or yeah, NFL ref or something? Yeah. He's ref in the Saints game? Oh, jeez. So I think this is why the uh, the uh, post-match attack was so brutal to make up for the shitty call. <laughs> so after the bell, um, uh, Strowman attacks both men but gets a Claymore kick from McIntyre. And then again, Corbin and uh, McIntyre go to attack Angle, and they're about to double choke slam him on the steel steps. Uh, Strowman comes in and choke slams McIntyre on the steps, nice. and then choke slams Corbin on the steps, and then him and Angle celebrate to close out the show. So it definitely feels like there's going to be a, a rematch. Yeah, <coughs> that, that's and, not bad. And that, that that was the end of Raw. Um, yeah, I thought it was a shitty finish though with the DQ, but again, never never heard of that. That's like just totally weird that they would do something. Yeah, like that. Like, like if all the I, I've, I've waxed, ne- I, I don't think I've ever seen that before. I was I was baffled, man. I was like, okay, like wow. We're get, now you're getting stringent with the rules, guys. Yeah, <laughs> so weird. <laughs> all right, so we're gonna sk- uh, jump over now to the SmackDown. SmackDown. And I actually did. I, I managed to watch most most of it. I was watching it on a on an app, so that I mean the connection wasn't great, but. Um, so yeah, the uh, it started off again with another promo. With the promo, uh, Charlotte uh, makes her way to the ring, and she replaced the video of uh, Becky attacking Stephanie and getting suspended. Says that Becky's behavior is what led to her suspension, and she says that uh, she's at a hundred percent health and would love to go to WrestleMania to fight Ronda Rousey. And then Charlotte points to the WrestleMania sign. Of course she does. The cliche, you know, just getting. And I felt like she was pointing there forever. There was, like, a real well, lapse in time. I, I think they need, like, every wrestler to point at that so they can get that swooping camera angle. That It's like all for the promo video for, for, for all Yeah, for all the – so when Re- Mania hits, every single wrestler will have it's that. It's just become a gag now, though. they got <laughs> to change that. 
But anyways, what I liked about that was when she's pointing at the sign. We need to get a WrestleMania sign down here so we can point at it. <laughs> point at it. Don't point at the sign, V. Yeah. Or, or, or maybe we could get like the Kick Stunner podcast sign set up so we can point Ooh. at it. That would only be for you and me. No one would know we're pointing at it. Unless I know. V's pointing at the sign, everybody. <laughs> so what I liked about it, though, is she's pointing at the sign and Becky Lynch comes out from that direction in the crowd. Yeah. And the crowd's popping huge. She gets in the ring. The two get arguing, and then Triple H comes out. Yeah, I, I like it because, um, like, Becky is just so seamless on the mic, and it works so She's well. Really in tune with her uh, her character. Yeah, it, it, and it it really works. Even if even like she's trying to play a heel, but she's too cute, so she can't be a heel. So everyone <laughs> still hates Charlotte, and then everybody still cheers for Becky. Oh, so true. So, um. Yeah, Triple H gets in the ring, immediately starts telling Becky that she, you know, you're suspended, you gotta go see a doctor. And what I love about this is Charlotte is standing behind Triple H, just berating her like a child, like, Yeah, you're suspended. What are you gonna do about it? Like like the spoiled flare princess. Yes, right? right. And then Triple H turns to her and says, Charlotte it's probably puts in her place. Charlotte, get out of this ring. This doesn't concern you. And she scurries. It was it was literally like it's like you're not part of this right now. Shut up. Like <laughs> Dad just hit mom with the dinner table. Oh yeah, real. Real. He, he, he was, he, you could tell he was trying to do the de- authoritative dad thing. Yeah, and uh, well, that, this is, that's I mean the tone. I like how the tone changed because it started out this was this was Triple H the authority figure, right? This was him being the diplomatic boss, right? I, and it's funny because like um, when he comes in a boss, he he holds the mic all daint, daintily and you know like kind of like okay yada yada yada. And then when when Becky starts, you know, does he hold it like he's like a wrestler? <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he literally cups the WWE thing again because Becky gets on him and she's, you know, oh, it's you know the company's fault. I don't trust any of you. I don't trust your wife. This and that. And then he gets the mic and he gets in close and he's all like, well, he's like, he all you have to do is get checked out. Go to the hospital. Get checked out. You get your fight. You get what you want. That's the funny thing. He's like trying to tell her it's nothing. Just get checked out. He get get checked out, and then she's still trying. She's still fighting about it, and that's when he starts pulling out the whole. Well, it's what she said. He gets out of the ring, and he's like, "Hey, how's Steph?" And it's like, "Oh, yeah, oh, yeah." The, oh, by the way, did Steph get checked out? <laughs> you know, he's real testy about his wife. So I, I wonder if he wrote the lines because, like, I mean, he got the point across, but it went on so long about the her self sabotaging herself. Well, that's what I mean. Triple H is good at kind of in the past couple of years really building up a promo like about or, or getting a point across yeah. but he he, he walked d- around he, it for, yes he goes along he he, 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 he long, walked around in about five minutes you know and it's like he kind of walked in a circle because he hit the same points a few, bunch of time but it was literally just to get he's to the just point reiterating it reiterating yeah. it and then yeah. again that, that could be something that you know gets cuts in the cut into many many promos which can be used later oh it's all about the sound bites yeah man, right and i think the what the biggest sound bite Boyd, Boyd, soundbite hey, that they're gonna get from it was that, uh, you know, uh, she wants out because, you know, if this match happens, she'll be exposed, and the world will know that Becky Lynch fears Ronda Rousey. Yeah, and that's what leads to Becky just slapping Triple H in the face, and then Corey points out, you know, <laughs> that's two authority figures. Yeah, two days <laughs> like, and you know what? I'm I'm calling it now via on this podcast because I want to be right for Raw. I'm telling you, next Vince McMahon's gonna call her out, and she's gonna bag him. I'm telling you, you watch. It's you you be, want the bag? It's it's so reminiscent of when Austin broke his neck, and you know everyone was saying like Jr. was like you're you're hurt, stunner. 
um, Sergeant Slaughter, Stunner. Yeah. Like, and then it led to the, the Vince Stunner. Watch, it's going to be the same thing with Becky. It's going to lead to, like, a, for bagging them or something. Oh, okay, if Vince comes out, though, I want a Stunner. <laughs> stunner? But she doesn't do the Stunner. Well, you know what? Maybe she will. Let me just get Austin to come out with her. Like, I have a friend here. I, I got a friend <laughs> who really wants, in the ring. Who oh. really wants to see oh, you. Oh, I'm just He's, He stuns Vince. You know, the Steve Weisers come in. And then they're on opposite ring posts, chugging, both of them. I'm just sad because I know it'll never happen. Oh, God. That'd, be, that'd be so good to see. <laughs> right? Uh, so after the break, uh, we have our uh, first match. Uh, Nakamura and Rusev versus Scalos and Anderson. And Carl Anderson, yeah. And, uh, you know, during the match, Rusev and Nakamura, you can see they're not getting along. They're, they're tagging them in and out and, you know, like, what you, hey, I was in the match. Yeah, the classic, you know, you get too close, the other guy slaps him on the back. Yeah, hey, I'm in now. Exactly. Yeah. Classic when two guys don't like to the tag. And uh, eventually uh, Nakamura is down on the outside, and, and Lana's you know screaming at him to get up. Yeah. And uh, Nakamura gets back in the ring, breaks up the Magic Killer, uh, hits the Kinshasa on Gallows. Yes, he did. Then Anderson takes out Nakamura with a big knee, and then Rusev hits the Machka kick. The, wow, I have a hard time saying that. The Machka kick. Machka kick. Uh, for the win, and uh, maybe possible uh, future opponents for the tag champs. You think? It could be. I mean, they showed that sign of respect at the end. That, um, like, baffling, right? Yeah, oh, especially for Nakamura. <laughs> this man attacked his wife. Well, and, and and that was kind of the thing. Like, Nakamura, you know, they kind of do the head nod. Rusev kind of backs up, and he looks at Nana, or Lana, sorry, and it's kind of, like, yeah. slight nod again. And, I, you know, like I said, uh, you know what? Maybe the tag team isn't the worst thing for these guys. Um, I don't know. They could be a good team. <clears throat> well, as we said before, right, if, if these guys click. Maybe like and Sheamus if, and Cesaro. Yeah, if these guys click, they find their momentum. It'd be good because then we get another good tag team in the mix. Well, exactly. Uh, speaking of tag teams, uh, there's <laughs> they announced that next week on not Miz TV, v, Mick Miz TV, Mick Miz TV, <laughs> they'll have their opponents for uh, Elimination Chamber, the Usos, on as guests, and then they do an Uso promo. Uh, so uh, the Usos talk about how on one hand they have one guy that's trying to make his daddy proud, and on the other they have a uh, a guy whose dream was to be tag team champions. And who who does that describe? Oos? That describes us. No. <laughs> I was like, I'm, I was like, mind blown, dude. It's so true. The dad's Rikishi. Yeah. Trying to impress him, and their dream was to be tag team champions, which they've done several times. Uh, but what I always loved about their promos uh, in the past year or so, let me explain, um, is when they uh, they turned heel. Um, you know, they, they were kind of floundering as baby faces, right? And they turned heel, and they had an awesome attack on American Alpha, but kind of just kind of spinning their wheels. And then they started doing these promos in this style, and it always reminds me kind of of Kevin Hart when he's talking about his uncle. I don't know if you can remember that, where he, he's like, uncle just got out of jail, and it's like, you know, prison all day, every day, by myself, drinking milk, no roof, no doors, all night. That's exactly that. That's exactly what it's like. Tag champs every day working out. Gonna be the tag champs again. WrestleMania Usos. Oh man. And that yeah that 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 explains it perfectly. Um, did the Usos have a good run in the like the WWE? I remember them starting out. Well, when they had that tag run, I think the best run they've had I think was when they were feuding with the New Day. Okay. They ended up having a tag team Hell in the Cell match with the New Day. Yeah, and that was what, around the time with the, the whole, welcome to the Uso Penitentiary. And fans were getting into their promos, man, because like, they would get you all fired up. And, like, it'd be like, kind of like the Warrior. Like, I don't know what they're saying, but I'm freaking jacked up, man. Yes. <laughs> That's good. 
Oh, and now on to a match I was really looking forward to. Mm-hmm. Two of my boys, Randy Orton and Mustafa Ali. Mustafa Ali. Man, he, like, it's good he's, like, again, coming back in, I see this kid, I know nothing about him. It's good to see him getting a push, He's and he's a great contender. Like, walking back in with fresh eyes, I'm like, man, this kid, this kid can scrap. He can right. throw it down, right? And then Orton, I mean, he's backed up on the oil a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little bit, a little lighter on the oil. A L- little lighter on the oil. And I, you know what? And, and that's it works to his opponent's advantage because they can get a hold of him. Because <laughs> you know he's not so slithery. Wait, the the vibe was slippery, man. <laughs> oh, and I, the story of the match was the the, the you had the cocky veteran, uh, you know, fighting the scrappy underdog, right? Yeah, like uh, he, thinking he's gonna be a cakewalk and get surprised, you know. But uh, yeah, I said Ali's looking scrappy, and uh, what a finish to this match, V. Oh my God. Well, it was good. Let's talk about that eye blow because I, I I don't even remember where he got it. Yeah, if you guys have checked this out, you should look for this picture of Mustafa Ali with his black eye. His whole eye is swollen shut. I don't know how he got it, though, in the match. Um, yeah. Couldn't pinpoint. No, I, I, and that's the thing. I, I was going to watch it today, and then I just didn't get a chance. Um, yeah, like, yeah, he got that shot to the eye, and they, they mentioned it really early on. It's like, oh, my God, it's, like, swollen shut. And then on Twitter, he posted the picture, and, yeah, it's like. Oh, it's just gruesome, right? But, yeah, so tell us about the end of the match. Oh, man, what a great finish. So, Mustafa Lee's going for his uh, 054. 054. And Orton gets up, pulls the leg out, so he goes flying in the air and perfectly into it's it, it, perfect it sw- Yeah, it, it swung him perfect to that perfect position. And I'm telling you, man, this is like, you know, those top 10 RKOs. I think it's got to be on there somewhere. It, they're going to slip it in, and he's gonna they're going to impose the Orton face on him. <laughs> where he's got the lip up. Yeah. And then he runs off. Oh, man. Uh, you know, uh, good match, but I, I'm disappointed that Ali didn't get the win. I feel like he doesn't seem like a threat to win the Elimination Chamber. And I think if you beat like a, someone with the credentials of an Orton, yeah. that would have made you uh, – I don't think anyone's think he's going to win, but at least you'd be like, okay, he's like a credible threat. He's a contender, yeah. Maybe he gets an elimination in the Chamber, though, like a shocking uh, – maybe he beats Orton in there. Maybe he beats Orton in the Chamber. Um, I, I feel we, like he gets one um, – that's my prediction. I feel like he's going to get one elimination. Yeah. And then whoever he beats is going to attack him afterwards and it's going to cost or, him. Or, or who knows? Like, I mean, we still got next week. Maybe he calls Orton back out. Oh, maybe. And, yeah, there's and, still time. And gets that win, right? That's a good call. Um, so I'll get my notes open again here. Um, and after the match, here's uh, interesting. Uh, Samoa Joe comes in and yeah, puts the coquina clutch on him. And so, I thought – Samoa, I need to be in every match, Joe. <laughs> and I thought that um, a couple weeks before the, the week before the Rumble, R- you know, Randy Orton RKO'd him. And I thought it was just going to be, you know, just like because it was every man for himself. It's just going to be a one-off thing, right? But him getting attacked here makes me think there's a future uh, match with him. Are they going to uh, – Could be. Mania? Could be a feud, yeah. No, I would love to see that match. I don't know if people – I feel like the internet fans don't like Orton as much as I do. <laughs> so uh, they probably like, I don't waste Joe on this. I don't oh, think anybody somebody else. I don't think anybody likes Orton as much as Well, either. that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> But I, w- I would love to see that match. As I, I'm a fan of Smojo too. So yeah, uh, have they fought before? Um, no, not to my knowledge. A singles match? No, that, that'd wait, be wait, good wait. to see. They may have had a SmackDown match a year ago, but I can't, I can't verify that, man. I'm going off this. Maybe I'm imagining it. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so that ends that match. After and that, we had the the promo. Yes, the Daniel Bryan promo, where everybody wants to be number one. Oh, man. He comes out, and he, it's in his hometown, you know, Washington. Uh, he was met with a great reception. And you know what? He didn't heal out on them. 
to no. a degree. To a degree. Right? Like, because I think they, they were smart. It's kind of like when Brock Lesnar went to Minnesota and they were trying to get booze for him, and that yeah, wasn't happening. It wasn't happening. Yeah, and, um, I mean, Daniel Bryan was very respectful on his Twitter afterwards. You know, saying, like, the last time he was there, he had his belt. He was um, – it was part of the Yes. The Yes movement, yeah. Yeah, the Yes movement. And then him coming back as a new Daniel Bryan and then w- welcoming him was very – was very like heartwarming totally so that was good to see because yeah like, like you said he, d- he didn't open his mouth he wasn't too stupid well what um i was i kept waiting for the turn because uh, jericho was amazing at that jericho could like bring you in yeah. in the second and then immediately be like just with one sentence would just tear the whole the whole crowd would be turning on him. oh yeah and i i would be clapping because i'm like this is heel like this is how heel should be no, nobody could really do it like jericho Oh, man, Jericho was fantastic at that. I can't even think of what he said to piss people off. It was great. So Daniel Bryan in this promo, he uh, again stresses that he's the planet's champion and that the, the rest of the world, you know, stuffs their faces with deep-fried meat carcasses and makes poor decisions. Yeah. And that this, this title belt is a symbol of change. And then Rowan gets on the mic and says, you know, that they are considered dangerous because of their ideas and that, you know, people fear Daniel Bryan because he holds the belt. And as long as he holds it, people will try to silence him. And Daniel gets back on the mic and goes, you need me as your WWE champion. Yeah, that was – You know, I, I felt like this promo was just kind of treading water with what they've already done. But at the same time, it makes it feel like you understand Daniel Bryan's cause and that he needs to be champion because it's the only way he can influence yeah. his people. Well, and it's like you said, right? Like he was trying to – on a crusade, V. Yeah, he, he's trying to be safe in Washington, but at the same time, he's just – He's trying to rehash everything. So it's, it's out there. More right. stuff and, for the promos. And all the greatest lunatics think that they're doing the they're, the, the greater good, right? The greater good. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> oh, right. So it's just being the total maniac and uh, explaining why he needs to be champion. Because yeah. if someone else wins it, they're going to bring it back to the leather belt and bring it back to the old ways. And that's what he's against. So he's going to be champion forever, he says. We'll see. <laughs> so, yeah, after that, it goes back to stage. And it's um, Hardy does a quick little interview, and uh, he's saying you know how it, being champion before this was you know like a horrible thing. He needs to write it's wrong. He needs to get that belt back and get it off him. And then Styles comes in, and was kind of like, um, you know like why do you think you deserve it? I had yeah, a sh- I has doubts. That yeah, Jeff can do can get the job done. Can get the job done. And meanwhile, Jeff just turned around to him and was like, "Didn't you just lose to him?" <laughs> Which is it's true. It's totally accurate. I mean. You know, Rowan was in there, he interfered, but he still lost, right? Yeah. So, uh, you know what? I thought that was interesting. Um, first, I want to say that I like uh, that Jeff pointed out that you know I'm a former champion. I'm part of this legacy. Yeah. And that Daniel Bryan's tarnishing that legacy. I think, I think you need to see more of that. Where like champions, our former champions, don't like the current champion or something. I feel like that they're, they're my name is associated with his name now and. He's dragging it down. Yeah. I, I don't know. I kind of like that. that, that that's a, it's a good way to, uh, to think of it, right? Right. And uh, I'm, I'm interested in this backstage promo. Um, I, like I said, I don't know what Styles' path is to Mania. Maybe maybe him and Jeff Hardy have a match? It, it's hard to say, right? I, I really don't know where he fits in the plans. But uh, he's one of the ones I'm intrigued to see where he ends up or who yeah. he faces. And maybe Elimination. Yeah, I know because he's, he's got no answers. clear opponent yet. So, uh, But, yeah, I like that little backstage altercation kind of. Building a little side feud, maybe, for mm-hmm. uh, the chamber. So we get back to the ring, and we get back to the women? Yep, it's the uh, the triple threat tag match. 
um, Naomi and Carmella versus uh, Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose and the Iconics. And the Iconics. All three teams in the Elimination Chamber <coughs> uh, the tag for the women's t- uh, tag titles. And I just want to say, I actually like the team of uh, Naomi and Carmella. Uh, it's, that just makes sense to me because Naomi's got the whole the glow dancing kind of uh, gimmick and Carmella. I don't know. It just it seems to mesh with me. Yeah. Like they make, make those two you can see as a tag team, I think. Yeah. Well, I, um, I actually didn't get to watch much of this match, but um, yeah, I mean, it, being with their, their personalities, I can kind of see it, right? Yeah. I see it more than I see Sonya and Mandy. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a mismatch to me as a team. Yeah, it, it's like they're, I don't know, it's like they're they just buddies. Together. They were together. They, yeah, I guess they've... Yeah. They've made it work. Right? They've done... Exactly. But they, I think when they first joined, I think the criticism was you didn't see any of the three of them hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> and so in the tag match, uh, Naomi gets a uh, hot tag, uh, throws one of the Iconics into Mandy for the tag, and Mandy doesn't want anything to do with her. No, she. I, I'm pretty sure... I think I, I saw part of that. She got out of the ring. Yeah, and then I think Naomi just dragged her in. Yeah, Naomi, on her. yeah Naomi dragged her right back in by the hair. Then hits uh, Naomi hits the rear view on Peyton Royce. Which gives Mandy the open to hit her finisher. It's like a double-armed uh, face buster. Nice. Or kind of like a, a pedigree uh, slapjack kind of move. Okay. Um, yeah, and for the win. And uh, so they get some momentum heading into Chamber, which means they're probably not going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't see them winning the tag titles. Uh, I'd be very surprised if they were the ones to win it. But um, Yeah, it was good. You know, uh, get the three women in there, um, kind of promote the women's tag match. It's yep. kind of typical fair before an elimination chamber to get a opponent's face in each other right so and then we have the uh andrade promo oh jeez. yeah should i call it the selena promo yeah selena vega <laughs> so andrade sits there while Sel- selena says that you know mysterio is a, a myth a fable you know from the past from the past and she said what andrade did last week was stomp out a legend not because he wanted to because he had to because he had to and are you going to talk about Andrade's face? <laughs> In a second. <laughs> so she says that Ray can try to stop them, but you can't stop fate. And Andrade's le- – I like this line here. Andrade's legend begins with Ray Mysterio's end. And Andrade is just sitting there smiling and nodding like a total jackass. It, 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 like, it was like the bottom lip was out, and yeah. he, just, he was oh. so pleased with what she was saying. And all I'm thinking is like you're getting paid for just to sit there while your girlfriend's not. <laughs> Unbelievable. Are, are they boyfriend girlfriend in the story well, or in the story? Yeah, I imagine so. Uh, not not in real life, obviously. As you told me, she's Sorry. black, and I'm like, oh, lucky bastard. <laughs> well, I think so. I, I like I said, we've been talking. You and I were talking before the podcast about how they're bringing back more managers, and I think it's fantastic. Yeah, and like this again, WWE being multinational or an international company, they have so many people from around the world. And unfortunately, some of them just the English isn't there. So I mean, they get the managers in, they get the mouthpieces in that really help sell these guys. Because I mean, there's so many people with amazing talent and in the then, ring, yeah, in the ring. And that's thing like 10, 15 years ago, hell, even maybe even, like as much as five years ago, you wouldn't have really have seen that as much. The managers died out there for a while. Yeah, they, they weren't running the managers because, and that, but but even even back then, I mean, if you had somebody who wasn't great on the mic, they had a manager. Oh, exactly. But, but that's saying now. It, now we got all this international talent, and so it's it's so good to see you be able to to see them perform. But also, you got to think about the guys who don't succeed as wrestlers, like maybe a Leo Rush, right? Like he's probably not gonna. I mean, he's on two hundred five live, but he's probably not yeah. gonna get 
where he used to because of his size. So maybe him having him as a, but he's a good talker. So maybe having him as a, mel- a manager. Yeah, I, he could still, uh, you know, he could go either or, right? As right. we'll we'll talk about two hundred five quickly after this. Yes, we will. Um. So after that match, um, we got Hardy versus Bryan. Promo. Yep, it's the main event time. Daniel uh, Daniel Bryan versus Jeff Hardy. Uh, you know, I think you know it's amazing. It's, these guys, I don't think I've ever crossed paths. I don't believe. Not once, eh? I feel like Jeff Jeff left uh, WWE in two thousand nine. And Daniel kind of came in in 2010, so they just kind of missed each other. Oh, okay. You know, they may have fought, and I don't know, I don't know, some other form. I don't know. Hard but to say. This is the first time I've ever seen them fight, and uh, Jeff Hardy almost sneaks away with a win here. He uh, hits the Swanton Bomb. He does. And just as he's about to get three, you know, Rowan. Rowan gets in there. Now he's doing his job, doing man. Doing his job. Pulls, <laughs> pulls him out and throws Jeff into the steps. Puts him back in the ring. Brian puts him in the LaBelle lock. Yep. And of all people to come out, you think, I'm like, who's going to jump? Like, maybe like AJ Styles or Lee? No, it's Samoa Joe. It, it's Samoa. I need to be nowhere. in every match. Joe. You know what? Next week, he's probably going to show up for the Diva matches. <laughs> Choke out a Diva? Oh, God. Oh, no. Samoa Ho, you know. <laughs> uh, so, so Joe attacks and uh, attacks Rowan, puts the Kikina Clutch on uh, Daniel Bryan. Then Orton comes out, which makes me think there's going to be a feud with him, man. Immediately goes for Joe. Yeah. Exchanging punches. Uh, then Mustafa Ali makes his way to the ring, hits both Orton and Joe with a double uh, dropkick. Yep. Uh, suicide dives onto Rowan. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. He got choke slammed Ali with one with his, by his face <laughs> onto the table. No, I, I, it. I, it was it was wicked. I was like, oh no, he did it. Oh. I, I can't believe he did it, man. By his face. Yeah. By his face. I, you know what? I saw part of that. I, I Maybe I'll have to go back and watch it. I wonder what Ali's uh, eye looked like at that point. <laughs> maybe he poked him in the eye. <laughs> maybe that's how he got yeah. it. Um, so after that, AJ Styles comes out and you know immediately starts kick, kicking Orton. You know, knocks him out of the Last ring. Last one to the ring, yeah. Yeah, knees Joe in the face and hits the phenomenal forearm on Jeff Hardy, the man that he was bickering with backstage. Yep. And while this is going on, Daniel Bryan and Rowan escape. They escape. They run backstage. And what I like is this in the backstage <laughs> promo. Did you listen to this? I, I, I remember coming back to watch for that. Oh, my God. I died. So it's like Aaron Rowan helped. He goes, what are you talking about? No, he's not my, he's not my bodyguard. He, we're intellectual peers. And I went out there and did it all by myself. Yeah. Well, I, I like as soon as she approaches him, he's like, he's like, I barely even get back here. And you're already stuffing a microphone in my like. Just, he was so angry about it. And yeah, and, and just like, I did it all by myself. And I'm like, this guy's a total maniac. Like, yeah. He's out of his mind. It's perfect. Like, <laughs> <laughs> And that's the end of SmackDown. Um, yeah, that, SmackDown had a much better ending. Yes. And, and, but like I said, I, I don't think um, Daniel Bryan's going to lose his title elimination chamber. Yeah, it's like you said, right? He just had that title made. Right. And you it, know what? It, it just feels like it's not the time yet. It, it took a lot of hippies and, and a shed <laughs> weaving that thing together. And that's another one. I don't know who he's going to face at Mania, man. I don't know who his opponent is. I don't like. I mean, you know, the Raw side's going to be um, Lesnar and Rollins. I really don't know who they got lined up yeah, for uh, Brian. Nobody's here. really standing in front of him yet. Well, I mean, I guess you technically got three potential guys standing in front of him, but well, see how it happens at the Chamber match. I mean, uh, it's typical booking. You know, you get run-ins from all the Chamber opponents. Yep. Um, it's going to be interesting to see who's going to. If anyone can step up, but I don't think anyone beats him. I really don't. No, I. You know what? I think you're actually right on that. I. I I'd like to see, uh, Brian pass the belt on, but, I mean, he just had it made. Yeah, it's not. It's not his time yet. No. I don't think. I think probably maybe maybe Mania. 
maybe it, maybe it could be there. Again, maybe maybe we'll get to see that setup, and it'll be a big build to Mania where he finally loses it. Right. I'm just trying to figure out who his opponent will be. Oh, I have no clue. I really don't. It's kind of exciting at the same time. You don't know who's gonna how it's gonna turn out, right? So that was the end of that, and then um, yeah. So today, before we actually started recording this, um, we watched the two hundred five. Yes. <laughs> you paid more attention than I did. Yes, I'll the, give you that. Was very, very but uh, the thing that I definitely jumped out to me was the theme song hit V. The very, my, my favorite. The theme. very first theme song. Here's to the greatest <laughs> love I've ever known. And I'm like, it's gotta be Mike Bennett. It's gotta be Michael Bennett. Mike Canellis. Oh, sorry, Mike Canellis. See, Kanellis. now I'm calling him by his old name. So yeah, he. he I couldn't came... even remember it earlier in the night. <laughs> I, it took us a while to actually remember that. So yeah, he came out with Maria, and um, looking great. He he's been on this tangent on 205 about how uh, he needs to be put up, on how he needs his chance, and I mean I've only been watching this for like two three weeks now, and he keeps losing, no matter what happens. <laughs> And so uh, Maria comes out. She sits down. She gets on the announcer table, starts announcing. Um, so yeah, Canellis gets in the ring, and, and his, his opponent is the Brian Kendrick. The Brian Kendrick, the man with the plan. How everyone keeps seeing he's a veteran, and I know he's been around for a while. How old is he? The Brian Kendrick? Yeah, he's probably a little older than you think. Yeah, we, I mean he still looks young. Yeah, he's got a very youthful look, considering. Um, yeah, because he's... Canellis has a little bit of spot well, showing. Well, shaving the beard helps, too. He looked really old when he came back with the oh, beard. Oh, really? Yeah. So, it's clean shaven, and the, the trunks looked straight out of something from the Cactus Jack, kind of... Yeah, it was very <laughs> retro looking. <laughs> I, was, I couldn't... I was like, what the heck's he wearing? But yeah, o- uh, overall, it was an okay match. I mean, um, Kendrick came out swinging, had control of the match early on. Um, Maria kind of got in the way. Oh, yes, the table spot, yeah. yeah turned it around for Bends yourself right on that table, that sexy little ass. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It gave the fans a show. <laughs> it's, all, it's, it's really about the kids. I'm surpri- it's, really yeah. about, it's really about the kids. It's family family programming for everybody. I'm surprised um, the Brian Kendrick didn't make more of a show of it. But he kind of – he got like ooh. an elbow and like fell down or something. But <laughs> So, yeah. Well, yeah. So, Mike, Mike gets the – he turns around, gets him back in the ring. And just launches a full-out, like, aggravated assault. <laughs> he's angry. He's not finishing the match when he should. Like, the, the guys are commentating yeah, Doesn't on Brian it. at one point go, come on, get, give me more. Like, yeah, just give me like, more. Like, give like, me like, more. Give me your best shot. And Liter- he's just kind of like, all right. Literally just starts booting him in the head. Um, goes for his finisher. The, the captain's hook? I, I, I guess that's what it's the called. submission hold? Um, no, what is he doing? He's trying to s- – no, oh, the slice spread number five. Yes. Sorry, right, so right. He tries to set him up, and then, yeah, and then the Brian Kendrick switches around and gets the slice spread on him. And, and gets uh, the win? Yeah, he rolls him up for a win, and uh, the, the frustration shows. And I, I remember what I, what I told you I thought was going to happen. I'm like, is Marie going to start beating him? No, and it's weird because <laughs> he, he gets more angry, and he starts losing, and then she starts rubbing the beard, and he just kind of like, yeah, okay. Yeah, come, <laughs> well, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, I'm, How mad can you be if your wife is Maria Canellis? Can you imagine us? You're like – Fuck, I lost again. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, purr, he starts purring. Purr, oh. <laughs> Swoon. So, yeah, um, this episode of 205 only had the two matches. Well, you know, yeah, it makes sense. It's, uh, it's, it's only more about the, you know, the match quality, right? Like, Yeah, it's, it's only an hour pr- program. The next match w- it was great. Um, it was a four-way match, uh, single was the number one contender? For the number one contender against Buddy, Buddy Murphy. Buddy yep. Murphy. 
Just pretty call him just Buddy. I don't buddy. know why. It doesn't sound like it's a threatening name. <laughs> I just go back to L. He's your buddy. Yeah. Hey, buddy. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> oh, jeez. So we had um, Akira Tozawa came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, was it Herberto? Oh, oh, God. No, it's Umberto. Umberto. Um, it's K- almost like Del Rio, Carrillo? but it's not. Carrillo. Yeah. Carrillo. How close to the name can you get? It's And it's so hard for us because, I mean, we remember seeing Alberto Del Rio when he was just such a dick. Oh, I hate that and guy. it burns in Guys, your mind. if we ever go back and review papers with him in it, this guy is like I think we should one. do him for our first, like, VIP, like a single episode just on Alberto Del Rio. Oh, I don't think anyone will listen My to name. it. My name. You know what? No, there are fa- there are Alberto Del Rio fans out there, and I always go, "Why? Yeah, I don't get it. I never I, got I think, it." I think we should do this just to see if we can get you to roll your R's some more. You know? I can't. I can't. No, I can't roll my R's. I can't roll up the rim. I can't. Uh, you got the, you got that French blood in you too, and you just, it's not I know working. it's kills me. <laughs> so um, yeah. So yeah, Umberto. Yeah, Carrillo um, comes out. This is called Umberto. Umberto. Yeah, and then um. How many of you guys got? It was two. Leo Rush. Leo, so <laughs> you forgot Leo, the other two. <laughs> Leo Rush comes out. And, and then Cedric, Cedric Alexander. Alexander. And, um, yeah, I mean, it was a great showing. Um, Leo Rush, considering he is like, what is he, two feet tall? Man, he's just so skinny, too. And he's, he's narrow and he's short. I want to know what his weight is. Uh, what did they put him at? 165. Wow. Yeah. That's like me. Yeah. That's, that's and, tiny. And that's, and that's thing. He's like. For his size, solid Frick, muscle, am I right? Tiny? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, Leo, he starts flapping his gums early on, because he had. Well, that's, that's what Leo does. Yeah, because he had beaten Tozawa twice. Oh really? Was it twice? I think he said he had beaten him because like Leo had a couple wins up and just starts chirping his mouth. And then they all turn. Tell Umberto, I don't even know who you are. And then I think Cedric is like, I have the same sentiment. You're old. Get out of here. And then, yeah, so they, they kind of three-way on him, and he gets, like, flippy, starts sliding under the ropes, going for the run, and it's like... Yeah, he has some great elusive moves there, right? And, and that's thing he'd, like, pop back in the ring, and it was just hitting runs. And I've only seen the manager version of him, so I'm like, whoa, who is this guy? Yeah, it, w- it was... It, you know what? I'm kind of like... I don't like him as a mouthpiece, because um, I, I don't like who he represents. Well, that's who he's supposed to be, right? That's I mean, who he's you're supposed, not supposed to, be. to like him, so maybe he's doing his job. He's then, doing be. his job. And, but then seeing him here, he's flying around, and it was great. And then... Um, you think he's getting the momentum. He got <laughs> like three or four attempted pins. He was getting frustrated. Everyone kept kicking out. Um, everyone else was out of the ring. He's focusing on Umberto. <laughs> Umberto. Umberto. And then uh, he kind of br- – Umberto kicks him out. <laughs> rolls back, and Cedric's waiting there oh. and hits him with that lumbar. That's the first time you've seen that, right? That was the first time I saw that. And I'm like – I feel like he, he overshot it. He, I've seen better ones, but still, it looks devastating. The, as the hell. angle looked insane because I was like, "He's dead!" Like, oh man, you see that move and you just go, "How? Like, how do these guys like take this move? Like, oh yeah, to, to be able to sell it like that because it seems like you really land on your shoulders and neck, which is what you don't want to do, unless you do it properly. So I mean, these guys must have to really, really practice for that. Um, so he gets eliminated. He's the first one out. Um, the match goes on. After that, Umberto gets eliminated. Yep. But even he, he comes out. He has a little bit of a showing. And I'm not too surprised who the last two guys were, by the way. Well, yeah, because well, and at this point too, um, just before Umberto gets eliminated, um, Cedric goes literally for a springboard off the ropes to fly across the ring for an, uh, I don't know, 
I think they called it like a lumbar slam or something. It was like an elbow drop or something he was going for. But he missed the springboard and landed apparently on his bad knee. Oh, which yeah, had been in- the knee. Yeah, they said it had been injured before. I don't know if that's true, probably. Um, and, yeah, he really sold it. He was hurt. Um, he was kind of out. And then uh, Tozawa got his finisher on it. He, um, I can't remember what his finisher was. Senton bomb? It, yeah, like the rever- it was like the reverse senton because he hits him with his back. Got huge air. Um, um, it always does. I'm surprised he didn't yell, though. There was no yelling. I was for a scream. Like there was, yeah, <laughs> no screaming by Tozawa I'm just this looking. time. I, I, yeah. <laughs> so Street Fighter. Oh, like <laughs> but I, and well, he and he screamed so much that other one we watched. Eh? That's what like, I mean. I, I figured it was a normal thing. Like maybe he saves it just for the, the special event. <laughs> All I can think is, what's your point, Ventura? Only this. <laughs> when, sorry, Ace Ventura opening the the glass door. Oh, it's double man. pane soundproof glass. No, but yeah, no yelling from Tozawa this time. Uh, hit him with that reverse senton, um, apparently hurting his back. Well, because then he's out, he's rolling around. Okay, anytime he would do that move, it would hurt his back. That, that, and a, he, he got huge air, big air. Um, so he's there, he's rolling around. Finally, it's just him and Cedric. Cedric gets up, you know, he gets up slowly. Apparently, the knee hurts, um, and just rips the elbow pad off, chucks it out behind him to the crowd. And what does Akira do? Uh, yeah, Akira has to follow suit, pulls out his mouth guard. Like slams it on the ground, it goes bouncing away, and then for, the shit just got real, guys. Shit just got real, and then and they were literally matching like punch for punch, kick for kick, laying it all out. Um, got to the apron, and then um, Cedric just slammed him, and it looked just vicious. Rolls it in because he thinks he's gonna get the um, the finish on him. Um, Tozawa kicks out again, can't even believe it, and then I don't even know what happened after that. <laughs> because, like, um, Tozawa has his octopus hold, oh, where dude. he we, he wraps around and he's like pulling the arm back, and it makes no sense. But it seemed like Cedric tried to put him up. So this is where I should be paying attention because maybe I could actually know what the movie. And, and, and I, when I was telling you, I'm like, look at this. What the fuck is I know, going what on? What am I doing? What am I doing with my life? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's just sitting there texting. Send, Guys, the prof- send nudes. The professor is letting you down. Legit. Dist- distracted by a woman. That's okay though. Um, yeah, come on, cut me some slack. Yes, yeah. so, like you wouldn't be. So Cedric, what gets wrestling him. fan wouldn't? <laughs> Cedric gets him up on his shoulders, and then Tozawa like botched it, half missed it, something. Uh, gets up on his shoulders, ends up like half hanging behind him. Looked like he was trying to grab for the ropes or walking around. Like I, I don't know what was trying to happen. Even the the, the announcers were kind of like, he's just looking for something to grab onto. And then like Tozawa gets up. And then flips for like an inverse arana, I think they called it. Yes, the the reverse, the backwards hurricanrana. Backwards hurricanrana. I think inverse karana works. Yeah. Yeah, and it looked fantastic. Yeah, it landed perfectly. Cedric landed over on his feet on the other side and just collapsed. Oh, yeah, al- almost like hit the head. He rolls right back up, down, and then Tozawa gets up to get that reverse senton again, gets the pin, and he goes on. And there's a little promo of um, Buddy saying, you know, congratulations. Um, but I don't care. I'm going through you to my path to WrestleMania. And so it was a nice little finish. Again, a little hour promo was nothing. But um, I don't know. I, I enjoy watching 205 because it's just, just so much action. Uh, I think the action's quality. Even though I was on my phone, I did look up and go, yeah. damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I was calling, look at this one, Darcy. Look at this one, Darcy. Wake the fuck up, man. <laughs> uh, no, like um, 
I hear you, man. But it's one of those things where it's it's just never gonna be seen because there's like I said, there's so much content. Yes. That like you you, you, you have to be the most devout fan to be like you know what I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna watch 205 live and it, you know what I think that's why they only have two matches that go so long because you know they can go as long as they want. There's only so many guys there. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not saying I mean you whose get, time are they in, infringing yeah, on? Yeah, you get two to three quality matches and you just fill out that little <laughs> bill. And I mean if you got the cruiser crush like me, what I'm gonna call it right now. The cruiser <laughs> You where you want that good quality cruiser match. I mean, I'll tune in, I'll watch it. I have been and I've I've been loving it so far, so you know it was funny too, just, just thinking back when our first podcast when we were talking about the cruiserweights and the love for them. You said I love WCW cruiserweights. I should have been like 9798 cruiserweights not like you know 99000 where it got really shitty why who was there in 99000 well let's put it this way you had medusa as the cruiserweight champion what and, <laughs> and you had uh you had a jr impersonator as a cruiserweight champion <laughs> Dude, this is where we need a sound bite it's just a glass shattering the, the artist formerly known as prince ayakea oh man it's it's some great stuff V. That, that's horrible three count was oh, that was the hardcore champion which <laughs> do they still have the hardcore belt they got rid of that who WWE? Yeah. Oh, they got rid of that a long time oh, ago. Okay. Man. A long time ago. Don't watch, you know. Yeah, well, it's PG, man. You know. <laughs> Can't be doing that shit anymore. All right, so that's uh, that's pretty much the end of this week's recaps. Yeah, we uh, we got through them, guys, and uh, yeah, sorry uh, if uh, you know, we missed uh, some details on some spots. You know, it's our first uh, week trying to get the information, so. Yeah, I know this will get easier as we go along. I mean, um, still finding our flow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be easier with the older matches, stuff we can sit down and watch. Um, yeah, I mean, th- th- this one didn't turn out too bad. But if you want to write us, let us know uh, what you like to hear or, um, you know, what you don't want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying we're going to do it, but, you know, hey, we might cons- we'll take it under consideration. A- any feedback's good enough right? feedback. Want to hear less of Orton? Well, sorry, guys. You know, yeah. It's like, and the rest of this yeah. episode is now dedicated to Randy Orton. Jordan, yeah, yeah, we're going to do a tribute show to him <laughs> and the greatness I that is. In my head. They counsel me, they understand, they, they talk to me. Well, well. <laughs> All right. Well, you got to admit the theme song's good, guys. Come on. Give me that. All right. Uh, so, so that's so, the end for this one. But where can they reach us, V? Where can they reach us? We got. If they're inst- coming in now. If they're coming in, yeah. If they're coming in right now, uh, we're on Instagram, Kickstarter Podcast. We're on Twitter. With at Kick Podcast, and then we're we got a Gmail with Kickstunner at gmail.com. Glad you didn't call me out on it again because again I know I, you know and again I will write it down. We'll have it for everybody. I'm just gonna be like, V, you're the admin guy. Yeah. <laughs> you, you keep this shit together. It's like for fuck's sake, just get. What, what am I even paying you for? I'm not <laughs> getting paid, folks. <laughs> you're getting paid? Oh man, I had to pay to get on here. <laughs> So again, we uh we don't have a sign off, but we, um we actually got a little bit of a bonus episode coming this weekend. Just, yes, just to, just to get more out there, we just talk about our love for wrestling and what brought us to it. Yes, uh our our whole background, our history of something uh, a little more candid. Yeah, uh even like uh talking about how me and V became friends and how the topic of wrestling even came up between us. Yeah, it was a couple couple years after I knew you before I actually even told you that I was a wrestling fan. So. And it, it's funny how you keep so hidden because so many of my other friends, like uh, our friend Andrew. I mean, I, I don't even know what it was. Second time working with them, and I was mentioning I was watching Star Wars, <laughs> and, and we're at we're at Wendy's, so I'm, I'm cooking on um like a 250, 300 degree grill. I'm pretty sure he came out from under it. Star Wars? You're talking about Star Wars? Well, like, yeah, <laughs> from the bushes. Well, man, uh, funny Wendy's story. Similar thing. After you left, um, there was a guy. And I, I, I I didn't talk to anyone about wrestling, right? I'm sitting here doing sandwiches, and I can kind of hear a guy humming, and I'm talking like 
inaudibly low. You can't hear <laughs> under the, the fryers, right? And all I hear is, and I'm like, can you dig it, sucker? And he's like, Booker T. And I'm like, yes. Did, did you run over doing your full King Booker routine? Oh, man, or? I did it, man. I was like, I, King Booker. Oh, man. Gotta yeah, love it. and again, it was like a, oh, so you're like a, like a serious fan. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just watch casually, man. I don't know. I don't know how to talk to you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's what's going on? Someday I will find my equal V. Someday. <laughs> and, I, and I'll hate him. Watch me hate him. I, don't like, I do not like this guy. Ah, the man, the man. That was too much. I don't like it. He corrected me. It's dead to me. All right. So that's, uh, that's the end for this one. All right. Thanks for uh, listening, guys. All right. And uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Take it easy.